song tonight. And if you haven't uh, seen that, she's engaged now and going uh, to get married. And, uh, and praise the Lord for that. And uh, a little um, mouse told me that we're going to talk about the, the wedding and things. And I was trying to figure out, you know, how I can be her maid of honor and, uh, and, and, and do the wedding at the same time. Uh, and, uh, but we'll get it all figured out uh, when it gets uh, closer to that time. And uh, thank you for that song tonight. Habakkuk. Uh, is uh, a book, it's a short book, uh, but like all of the books of the Bible, is just packed full uh, of things that we can apply even today. And as I was thinking about this message, uh, as it's connected to uh, our theme uh, passage where it's cited uh, by the Apostle Paul uh, to the people, the Hebrew Christians there, uh, where he cites it uh, in the contrast in Hebrews is between faith and unbelief. He is warning them against uh, the threat of unbelief, uh, being apostates and falling away. And I do want to encourage you to, um, to be provoking one another uh, unto love and good works. And then, of course, all of us remembering uh, where we've come from uh, and then learning how in the present uh, to respond to difficult times. Habakkuk uh, was unique in that um, he didn't necessarily preach to the people, uh, but he dealt with God. He was contemporary to Jeremiah uh, and other of the prophets that we read in our Old Testament, uh, but uh, he just had a different take. Uh, it's, it's somewhat funny at one point, that we'll read in chapter number two at the beginning, and how uh, he um, you know, basically sets himself up. We're all watchmen, by the way, um, watchmen to warn people about the judgment of God, um, in fact, this afternoon, uh, as I was looking up uh, some references and things and uh, watched a few uh, soul-winning type of videos uh, by Ray Comfort, uh, and they have a soul-winning type of, uh, of, I guess, a syllabus material and videos and those types of things, uh, but um, really deals with people about sin uh, and uh, their need for a Savior. And there's one, I might even show it, uh, one of our services of a, a teenager that he dealt with who, who just uh, broke down, um, you know, basically two-thirds of the way through it uh, and just realized his need uh, for a Savior, uh, and it was a blessing. Uh, but uh, this idea uh, that God isn't a, a holy God that judges sin uh, is something that uh, is pervasive uh, in our society. Uh, it is pervasive uh, in churches. Uh, and we serve a God who is a holy and a righteous God uh, who judges. Uh, and uh, as we mentioned, I did in my prayer uh, earlier on, uh, is a God that works in the affairs of men uh, and will use, uh, will use anybody uh, that he seems uh, fit to use. Uh, and we can't question it. Uh, and here uh, we find a prophet uh, who, who questions God's choice. Uh, and, uh, and God deals with him in contrast when he says the just shall live by faith. He's not contrasting, even though it was quoted uh, and cited by Paul uh, in regards to unbelief. Uh, here the application is a contrast between pride uh, and faith, uh, not just faith and unbelief. So we're going to read and begin reading in chapter number 2. We'll back up. Uh, and look at some things as well, uh, basically cover the whole chapter, but uh, quickly tonight. Uh, in chapter number 2, in verse number 1, uh, he says this, he says, I will stand upon my watch, and set me upon the tower, and I will watch to see what he will say unto me, and what I shall answer when I am reproved. And the Lord answered me and said, 
write the vision and make it plain upon the tables that he may run that readeth it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. Behold, his soul, which is lifted up, uh, is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. And then he goes on through a series of woes that we'll cover here in a minute uh, as he deals uh, with Habakkuk. Uh, and his, he, was, he was distressed, um, discouraged uh, as he saw uh, the goings-on around him. Uh, and I think all of us can relate uh, in one way uh, to um, how God moves in what he's doing, how we don't understand it, uh, how we feel about it, which we can't separate where we have feelings, uh, but uh, ultimately uh, we see uh, God um, giving him the victory, Habakkuk himself, uh, and he does it the same way today as he did with him, uh, and we'll make that application at the end. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, I pray that you bless this message this evening. Uh, we thank you for these books in, in the Word of God, which are, um, seem to be uh, not applicable to us, but we know that they are according to your word, the promise that you've given us, that it's profitable for us. And I pray tonight that we can take uh, the story of Habakkuk and his life and his concern uh, as we apply it today to our concerns that we might get victory over the discouragement that we have uh, through our difficult times. We love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Uh, amen. Uh, so in verse number one of chapter number two, uh, he had uh, complained to God two different times at this point. Uh, and uh, God answers him, uh, but he basically, as he rebuked the Lord, uh, how many have ever done that? Uh, you're praying to God, and, and almost, I'm admitting, I'm the only one, I guess. Uh, you know, we wrestle with the Lord sometimes. Uh, and, 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 you know, God is my heavenly Father, and I believe that, uh, as I've been preaching, when you approach Him, the throne room of grace, you need to do so reverently. I think that you ought to show God um, His due honor and respect. Uh, he is not like... I've said many times, the man upstairs or, uh, you know, your, um, you know, your homeboy, uh, he is uh, the thrice holy God uh, of the Bible. Uh, and, and we, every, every knee uh, is going to bow and every tongue confess. Uh, and uh, the most, um, you know, um, irreverent person uh, will bow their knee before a holy and a righteous God. And so he, he loves me. Uh, I love him, uh, but he's, he's my heavenly father. Uh, and he's due uh, my respect and my reverence, and I give it to him. But um, I, he is also a friend uh, that I commune with. And, uh, and with me personally, you might be different, uh, but when I pray and, and I pray to God, and then God speaks to me through his word. He doesn't speak to me through um, trees and you know, the wind or whatever. Uh, I don't have any special revelation from God, neither do you. Uh, God speaks to us through His Word. We pray to Him. Uh, so if, you're, uh, if you pray and you don't read the Bible, you're having a one-way conversation, uh, if you will, with the Lord. You've got to be in the book. God, that's how God speaks to us. Uh, general revelation in nature, specific revelation uh, in the Word of God. And so for me, um, He speaks very plainly. Uh, and uh, the Holy Spirit of God doesn't seem to beat around the bush with me. Uh, it's like God, uh, you know, knows me, knows my frame, uh, and I am one who, um, I'm stubborn. Uh, and God uh, has had to teach me many lessons in my life uh, through His Word, and I'm thankful 
um, his rod and his staff, they both comfort me, as the psalmist would say, uh, and we need that. Uh, his chastening uh, in my life is an evidence that I belong to him. Uh, I don't know what it would be like to feel uh, like God has forsaken me, uh, that I could just live uh, for, the, for the world and for self uh, and be left alone. Uh, that is not anything that I desire for myself. That is not anything that I desire uh, for, for any of you. Uh, and that's why I'm being very, very uh, pointed uh, in these messages this year, because uh, we're out of time. The Lord could come back at any moment. Uh, and uh, you need to be encouraging and provoking and uh, each other, uh, myself uh, as well. Uh, and I know uh, that uh, uh, there are people taking issue uh, uh, with it. Uh, but here's what, here's what you need to do. Um, you need to let them know that what I'm preaching is the truth. And, uh, and don't coddle. Uh, one another, say that's the word of God. Yes, uh, that's what it is. And yes, uh, we need to get serious about serving God and living for Him. Uh, and uh, and it, now's, now's a great time. Uh, if you've never had a way uh, to transition to that conversation with one another, you've got a free uh, in right now uh, with so much the more uh, with this theme. Uh, you know, you say, you might even say this, you know what? Um, I don't really want to say this to you, but here's what it is. Uh, and we've got to get serious uh, about serving the Lord. Habakkuk was, and he was discouraged uh, in how um, difficult and how crazy uh, life was, uh, and, uh, and it was a horrible time. If you go back into chapter number 1, uh, and again, it's a, it's a brief book, and we're not going to preach every verse uh, in these three chapters, uh, but uh, give you kind of a basic idea and an outline. Uh, the burden which Habakkuk, verse number one, uh, the prophet did see, uh, and he says, O Lord, how long shall I cry, uh, and thou wilt not hear? Um, I, uh, I have had that sentiment at times of my own life. Uh, you know, God, when are you going to hear me? God, when are you going to come through? When are you going to answer uh, my prayer? I know that he's never, he'll never leave me nor forsake me. Uh, but I'd be lying to you if I said there's never been times in my life where I felt a separation from God. It was all on me. It's not on, it's not on Him. Uh, it's my sin that separates me from Him. If I'm not walking with God, it's because I'm choosing not to walk with God. Uh, and in those moments, uh, there's a, a loneliness uh, and a despair uh, that comes over my life that I can't even communicate to what it is. Because when you are a child of God, and you, and you don't walk with him in fellowship with him, that's the feeling you should have. Uh, and and I, again, I, uh, I urge you, if that's not the feeling you have, uh, then I'd get in the Bible and, and ask God, um, you know, uh, why it is uh, that you can just, why you're left alone. And maybe God will reveal that you're, you're not saved. Maybe God will show you that. I don't know what he will. Uh, but all, I'm, all I know is uh, that as a child of God, uh, when we sin and we're out of fellowship with God, it ought to bother us. Uh, and there's, there's, there's no excuses that we can give. Uh, and, and by the way, uh, when somebody tells me, there's, there's two things. Uh, if somebody tells me that God's left them alone, they're either not saved or they're lying. Uh, because, because God is clear in how he deals with us as his children. So Habakkuk's like, how long uh, will uh, I cry out and you not hear me? Uh, and he says, uh, how long uh, it, uh, you know, cry unto thee of, 
uh, violence and thou wilt not save. Verse 3, why dost thou show me iniquity and cause me to hold grievance for spoiling and violence are before me and there are that raise up strife and contention. Therefore the law is slacked and judgment doth never go forth for the wicked doth compass uh, the righteous. Therefore wrong judgment proceedeth. Uh, he was painting a picture of, of just a uh, terrible, a terrible time. Um, lawlessness. Uh, and, and just crazy stuff, violence and spoiling. And, uh, and when you think of life today, um, there's, quite, there's some similarities. Uh, and I get frustrated uh, from time to time uh, about those things. I, you know, it's like um, there's part of me that's like, you know, something happens, like let's use the band as an example. Um, you know, the other day uh, I had, we had people in the back uh, doing drugs, we had a, I had to kick some kids out of here uh, in the back, and, and uh, the the van taking it in. And there's times like, Lord, um, you know, um, would you just send some fire and brimstone, <laughs> you know, uh, and just and just wipe this whole area out? Uh, and uh, and I f- I feel that way from time, from time to time. But when I do, um, the Holy Spirit goes, uh, well, um, you know, a lie. He reminds me of Elijah. Uh, reminds me of people like Habakkuk, uh, and the Holy Spirit will do that because you can't remain uh, in those those instances. Uh, but what he's describing uh, is in society is very similar uh, to what society seems like right now. So he's complaining. He's complaining to God. He's bringing. He's talking with the Lord. Uh, he's not preaching this uh, to to Israel to Judah. Uh, he is uh, he is completely talking to the Lord. Verse number five. Uh, the Lord begins to answer his first complaint and uh, gives him uh, what his plans are. And he says, Behold, ye among the heathen, and regard and wonder marvelously, for I will work a work in your days which ye have not believed, though it be told you. And so um, I preached from here not too long ago, a year or so ago, uh, and, uh, and focused on the fact that God, uh, God's basically saying to him, I'm about to do something, and if I told, if I told you what I'm going to do, you wouldn't believe it. Uh, and, and, I, and I believe that's how it is for most of the things uh, that God has planned for me and for you. Um, we wouldn't understand um, how, how God, you know, we think the straightest distance between two points is a straight line. Uh, and I would much rather God just tell me something uh, than for God to work me through a bunch of things to get me to here. I'd rather, I'd rather learn from the Word of God, than to learn by experience. Experience is a hard taskmaster. And, and there, there are many times where God has showed me something, uh, and in my prayer, uh, I'd, said, I'd say to the Lord, I wish we could have got here a different way. Um, that was unpleasant, uh, and, uh, and, and I, that's how I would talk with the Lord. Um, but, the Holy, but God knows me. Uh, and I probably wouldn't learn it uh, another way uh, except uh, through a, a difficult time. So he says, if I told you my, all my plans, Habakkuk, uh, you wouldn't even believe it. Uh, and, I, and I think, you know, we can relate to that. And he says this, he says, for lo, I raise up the Chaldeans, uh, that bitter and hasty nation which shall march through the breadth of the land, to possess the dwelling places that are not theirs. They are terrible and dreadful. Their judgment and their dignity shall, uh, shall proceed uh, of themselves. And, uh, and God goes on to describe um, which many things that Habakkuk already knew about the Chaldeans. Uh, they were like the worst people. 
Um, and, and so he's saying, God, um, you know, it's, it's terrible out there. And when are you going to help us? Uh, and, and he said, I am going to help you, but this is how I'm going to do it. Uh, and it's through the Chaldeans. Uh, so uh, Habakkuk didn't like the answer. So he goes into uh, some more uh, questioning here uh, in verse, well, verse number 12. Well, back up verse number 11. Uh, then shall his mind change, he shall pass over and offend, imputing uh, this his power unto his God. Uh, and uh, so uh, Habakkuk answers the Lord and says, Art thou not from everlasting, O Lord, my God, mine holy one? We shall not die, O Lord, thou hast ordained them for judgment, and O mighty God, thou hast established them for correction. Thou art of purer eyes than to behold evil. And canst not look on iniquity, wherefore lookest thou upon them that deal treacherously, and holdest thy tongue uh, when the wicked devour the man that is more righteous than he? Uh, and, uh, and lays out uh, his case that gets us into chapter number 2 and verse number 1. Uh, he complains again, how can you, how can you use the Chaldeans? Uh, to, they're, they're worse than us, uh, and you're going to use them. Uh, and he says, I'm going to sit on the, on the tower and wait for your response. Uh, and then God gave him uh, another reply, which we read at the beginning of our time, uh, and then basically tells him, uh, in a nutshell, uh, that in my timing, uh, I am going to judge the Chaldeans. Uh, they'll get what's coming to them, uh, but I will use whoever it is that I want to use to bring about uh, my glory. And he lays upon them five woes uh, that we read, and I've got them circled in my Bible in chapter number two. Uh, and the first two of those woes, the one we find in verse number six and the one we find in verse number nine, both deal really kind of with, uh, with uh, unjust economic things. And verse number six, uh, the, those that increase uh, and uh, um, rise up and deny. Uh, there's, there's speaking of things like a false balance, which God uh, in his word says we shouldn't have uh, as believers. Uh, and then deals with the second woe in verse number nine, uh, this thing of covetousness. So he says uh, these Chaldeans, uh, they are um, they're unjust. Uh, they, uh, they have a, a, a false balance. They're filled with covetousness and, and wickedness. Uh, and uh, verse number 12, uh, he says, uh, basically down through verse number 14, um, God is... is will judge them for their use of, of slave labor. Woe to him that buildeth a town with blood uh, and establish, establish a city by iniquity. Behold, it is not of the Lord of hosts that the people shall labor in the very fire uh, and shall uh, weary themselves for very vanity. The earth shall be filled with the knowledge of, of the glory of the Lord and the waters cover the sea. And so uh, he, he says, there you, he says I, see, I see you. I see what they're doing. Um, uh, there's, there's no surprises to me because uh, Habakkuk is saying, God, how, how, are, how is this going to work out? Uh, and, uh, and God, in essence, is saying, uh, don't worry about it. Uh, I've got it under control. Uh, he says the fourth woe uh, in verse number 15, 
in dealing with the use uh, and abuse of alcohol. He says, Woe unto them that giveth uh, his neighbor drink, that putteth the bottle to him, uh, that makest him drunken also, thou mayest, that thou mayest look upon their nakedness. Thou art filled with shame for glory. Uh, drink thou also, and let thy foreskin be uncovered. The cup of the Lord's righteous hand shall be turned unto thee, and shameful spewing shall be on thy glory. And, uh, and we can't get into all the details there, but everywhere in the Bible that God deals with, with alcohol and strong drink, he's got nothing good to say about it. Uh, and, uh, and by the way, a person starts getting drunk on the first sip. Uh, and uh, so we can, we can talk all day long uh, about the, the day. And by the way, uh, society and in Christianity, uh, it, is, it is pervasive. Um, and uh, we've come a long way. Uh, it used to be agreed upon by Christians that drinking was a, uh, was a bad thing to do. Uh, and, and by the way, even if there wasn't a word of it in the Bible... Uh, that prohibited it, I'd, I'd be against it uh, because I've seen it destroy so many people. I grew up uh, in bars. My, uh, my families, uh, they all a lot of, still own bars uh, and stuff. I hate alcohol. Uh, I'm against it 100%. Uh, and if you come up to me and talk to me about, you know, Jesus turned the water into wine and all this other stuff and begin to justify it, uh, we're going to have a, an argument <laughs> uh, in that moment. Uh, it's, uh, it's unwise, it's foolish, and it's a woe that God says uh, if, you, if you give it. Uh, I remember, uh, well, uh, like I say, there's just a lot of, of, of that. Uh, and, and I started drinking uh, when I was very little. Uh, and uh, now, like little, like elementary school, um, six, seven, eight years old, uh, where I'm stealing drinks and everything else uh, and getting drunk uh, every weekend from the time I was uh, 11, uh, 12 years of age. Uh, and, and so um, there's a lot that happened in my life before I got saved. Uh, and most of the, of the poor decisions uh, and the harm that I brought on people was under the influence of alcohol. Uh, and so uh, it's a, a woe, and it's a, it's, a, it's a terrible thing. And he says, I see it, uh, and I'm going to judge it. Uh, so don't you worry, Habakkuk. Uh, I, I've got this under control. And then the fifth woe we see in verse number uh, 18 down through 20, uh, where he deals with idolatry. Woe unto him that saith to the wood, awake. To the dumb stone arise, uh, it shall teach. Behold, it is laid over with gold and silver, and there is no breath at all uh, in the midst of it. Uh, so he says, I'm going to judge them for their idolatry. Uh, and by the way, uh, in our society, we might not think it so, but we have a lot of idols that we've set up uh, in our own lives. Uh, that uh, that uh, one of the, the best things that somebody that loves you could uh, say to you is, uh, is to help you see uh, when, when you've set up an idol. Uh, our idols can be everything from, like, idols <laughs> uh, of, of wood and stone and whatever. Uh, I don't think that you ought to have those types of things. I, obviously, um, we have uh, things like pictures of family members and stuff like that. I don't think you should have shrines. I don't think you should worship people. I don't think you should have a, a, a Buddha uh, in your garden. Uh, and, uh, and I think that you got to be careful about those things. I've got lots of knickknacks and stuff that I've got on missionary trips, but I've made sure that whenever I bought one, I didn't bring some type of a, uh, of a, a demon uh, or some type of an idol into my home or into my office. Uh, it's serious business. Uh, and, and God warns us about it, and he's always been against it. He says, but let, the Lord is holy uh, in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silent before him. 
Uh, and, uh, and so God answers his second complaint. Uh, and, uh, and after he did that, Habakkuk began to pray. Uh, and uh, in verse number one, a prayer for Habakkuk, the prophet, uh, and he says, O Lord, I have heard thy speech and was afraid. O Lord, revive thy work in the midst of the years. In the midst of the years, make known in wrath, remember thy mercy. And so uh, quickly, uh, he's, he is um, questioning God. He's frustrated at God's, uh, at God's timing. Um, like you and I, we, when we want uh, our prayers answered and we want them answered Forthwith, uh, we we don't like to wait. We're impatient. Uh, I know that uh, that God answers prayer by telling us no, uh, and uh, and and we think that uh, because the Bible says that we can seek and ask and knock, and uh, we misinterpret the uh, the the neighbor and the bread and the importunity, uh, like somehow we can just keep knocking and knocking and knocking uh, until we we bug God to death to give us what we want. And that's not the lesson he's trying to teach us. Uh, I think you ought to pray to, to get an answer, but sometimes those answers are no. Uh, and we need to accept that from God, uh, and we need to move forward. Um, but you can't nag God like you can, you know, your spouse. Uh, uh, you can't, you can't uh, uh, bug God so much uh, that he's going to get you what you want. Um, we know exactly how to do that with people, and what to say and how to manipulate uh, but we can't manipulate God. Uh, if God knows what's best for us, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and He knows what we need before we even ask it. So as He dealt with Habakkuk, His own uh, emotion, His own despair, His own questioning with God, uh, He dealt with it the same way, by the way, that we are today. Uh, he prayed. Uh, and uh, then He meditated on, uh, on the works of God and what He has done. Remember, we, we think back to uh, our own exodus, if you will, how God took us from uh, out of the muck and the mire and he set us on dry ground and how he, he saved us and he's molding and shaping us. We remember the past and when we do that, not to glorify the devil, but uh, to remind us of, of how, how good we have it now. Uh, I've been a recipient of grace. I just gave you just a brief insight uh, into my life before I got saved tonight. I am thankful that I'm saved. And if it weren't for the grace of God, I don't know, I honestly don't know where I would be. And so I remember those things. And there's scars that are there. Uh, I'm not a product of my environment. I'm a product of my choices. And when God saved me, uh, he changed me. He made me a new creature in Christ. I don't blame, I don't blame my past uh, for the decisions I make now. And by the way, um, I'm, I am uh, 38 years old, uh, 38, 48 uh, years old. I wish I was 38. Uh, I'm 48 years old. I don't even know how I got that math in my head. Uh, and, uh, uh, oh, I've been saved for 30-some years. That's probably what I was thinking. Uh, and, uh, and so uh, the, um, that was a long time ago. Um, you know, I can't, I can't do something stupid today and, and blame it on what I went through as a kid. Um, there's, there's, no, there's too much water under the bridge. And when, when I got saved, uh, um, he changed me. And by the way, it, when you got saved, he changed you. Uh, it's, a med, it's a transformation. It's a renewing of the mind. Uh, and, uh, and that happens in every person that gets born again, without exception. Uh, and uh, we have to stop uh, in our Christian lives today, ex- taking those scriptures 
in setting them aside uh, because somebody that we love and care for doesn't agree with them. Uh, and we, we have to bring it right out in the front and say, okay, no, this is what God says. I know what you're saying, but this is what God says. I've got to go with God. Uh, and and, and you've got to stop. And you've got to change. And you've got to, you've got to obey the Lord. Uh, and there's no more excusing uh, that away. Uh, and so he, he prayed and, and then God, uh, he, he, he pondered, if you will, the ways of God uh, in verses 3 down through verse number 15. Uh, and then uh, he gets to the end uh, of, of chapter number 3. And I want to read this and make our application uh, and then we're going to be done. Uh, and so he, he remembers all that God has done in his workings. Uh, and I do that. I think, I think back to, um, you know, I look at what my life is today, uh, both, you know, being a Christian, being a pastor, a dad, you know, a grandpa, whatever, life. Uh, I, I'm constantly thinking about those things. What does God want me to be as a Christian? Where is he bringing me? You know, there's, there's, I've, I've hit some benchmarks in my life. My kids are grown. I got grandkids coming. I've been here for, uh, for a, a pretty long time. Uh, and uh, so uh, I'm, I'm constantly evaluating all those things. Uh, and then when I, when I add on top of that, what's going on everywhere? Uh, and um, there's, you know, uh, there's that expression, every preacher quits on Monday morning. Uh, you know, you get in your head about different things, and, and I revealed that uh, even to you uh, in recent weeks. Uh, you know, there's something that, honestly, that, uh, that, uh, that I experienced uh, that um, was really tough. It kind of, I, I don't even know, the only way that I can explain it is like it broke something in me that I don't know how to fix. And so, so when I read these passages of scriptures, I look at myself and say, okay, um, this was something that was out of the hands of Habakkuk, or this is something that was out of the control of David. Uh, and what did they do in those moments? And what did God provide for them that he'll provide for me? Uh, and, and so Habakkuk, um, he ponders the ways of God, uh, and, uh, and then uh, he makes a commitment. In verse number 17 of chapter number 3, it says, Although the fig tree shall not blossom, Neither shall fruit be on the vines, the labor of the olive shall fail, and the fields shall yield no meat, the flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no herd in the stalls, yet uh, I will rejoice in the Lord, I will joy uh, in the God of my salvation. Uh, what he is basically, as he, you know, I won't say battled as he wrestled with the Lord about these things, and, uh, and, and like, God, I, you know, how, how are you going to do that? How's that going to work out? Uh, I'll just sit here and wait for you to reply. And then God tells him, I've got it. Uh, and, uh, and he prays to the Lord and remembers all that God has done for him. Uh, and then he decides that, um, like Paul did, that whatever state I'm in, I'm going to be content. Uh, it could be, you know, um, stock market at all-time highs or, or the bottom can fall out. It could be you have a home, and then you, or then you don't have one. Um, job, job's gone. Health is gone. Uh, you are uh, like Job. Uh, if we were just to say the, the, that which you fear the most happens to you, and you are symbolically in sackcloth, in ashes, um, and, and you don't know what you're going to do next. Um, 
I was thinking, you know, of course, all of us are about, uh, you know, the war there in Ukraine and, uh, and just, um, you know, here it's like, you know, it's going to snow like 0.4% of an inch or something and, and we empty out the grocery stores uh, and panic buy. Um, we've been blessed in America. Um, but, you know, if all of a sudden it's just, you know, shambles and like I say, this is a perfect example when, when they don't just fight each other in uniforms. They, they run over cars with tanks as you're, as you're driving through. Did you see that on the news? Um, it's terrible. Um, but in those moments, when I saw, I saw, I don't know which church it was, uh, but there was a video um, that I watched earlier today of a church service in the Ukraine. And uh, they were singing, uh, and um, singing out, and singing with joy. Uh, and uh, it was a blessing. Um, and I wonder why we can't do that. Uh, and it's just, we, we, we've got to get to the place uh, where uh, we are living by faith that we realize that, that this isn't our home and we're sojourners here. Uh, and it's, it's, it's temporal. Uh, and, you know, naked came I into this world, naked will I return. It's, 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 it's as simple as that. Uh, we are a soul inhabiting a, a body uh, for a moment in time. And, uh, and, and, but we, but, and life is short, we know that. Vapor, God describes it in that way, but we, but we behave like this is it. And, and, and can't seem to fathom, um, you know, that kind of stuff. I thought like, man, what if, what if, you know, there was an invasion here and bombs are going off and planes are flying over? I mean, how, how would we deal with that? Like what we would, you know, I don't got, you know, uh, I'm not a prepper. I don't got a bunker. You know, I don't got food stores laid up or whatever. I mean, I got, I got lots of cereal. My wife buys tons of cereal. Uh, it's in the garage if you want to come see it. Uh, it's like, why well, we got so much cereal? Uh, and, uh, but, uh, you know, I'm going to have to get a cow because I won't be able to get any milk uh, anywhere and I'm not going to put it in water. But I'm just not, I'm not prepared for that. And, and part, part of it is, part of it is, um, you know, um, you put stuff off, you don't think about it, because that's where we are in America. We just don't think this, that kind of stuff can happen. And so we don't, we don't, we're not prepared for that. And I even saw people in the Ukraine, it's like, you know, this lady is being interviewed, it's like, we, you know, we, we just weren't prepared for that. And there's part of me, it's like, well, they were like a mass, massing, you know, on the border. Um, you had a little bit of uh, warning as to this was about to take place. Uh, but they're saying, we, we, we just don't, like, we didn't do anything, and they're, they're we, like, we're not prepared for that. And you're never prepared for it. Um, but, but, there's, but we have to, we have to have this mindset, this pilgrim mindset, that, that, we're, we're, that we're, just, we're just here for a little, little time. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, and I think that that uh, is uh, important. So he says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to commit. So he had a commitment, and he says, I'm going to rejoice. He's going to have cheer. He's been despondent and discouraged about life and the hardships that they're going through. Uh, and and there's, everything's terrible, is what he was saying in chapter number one. Uh, and uh, God, what are you going to do? And he says, I can't even, you, I can't even explain to you. If I did, you wouldn't even believe it. 
Um, and he proved himself correct just by the response of Habakkuk uh, as he questioned it. But he says, um, no matter what happens, um, there could be all this dis- you know, uh, poverty and, and all this terrible stuff, but I'm going to rejoice uh, and I will joy uh, in the God of my salvation. But then he says this, he says, The Lord God is my strength, and he will make me uh, feet like the hind's feet, like a deer, uh, and, uh, and will make me to walk upon mine high places to the chief singer uh, on my string instruments. So he basically um, made a prayer that was intended to be sung as a song uh, in, in worship, uh, which reminds us, obviously, of psalms like David, uh, where you know God's his shield and his buckler. He says he'll set him in high places. It's like when we when we walk with God, he, he, he like he takes us and puts us up out of out of reach. Uh, like I say, like my wife does, put stuff on top of the refrigerator, uh, and I can't get it. Uh, and uh, and so he sets us up and out of out of reach uh, from the danger. So you know when we read this citation from Habakkuk. Uh, In Hebrews chapter number 10, um, he is telling them, you've got to contrast faith, uh, the just shall live by faith, with your unbelief, uh, and uh, and be careful, and here's how you do that, uh, and all that we've been talking about with our theme, um, cited it from Habakkuk, uh, and its context is dealing with um, pride, uh, see, how do you know that? It was in the verse, uh, right uh, together with it, uh, in uh, uh, verse number 4 of chapter number 2. Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him, uh, but the just shall live by faith. And uh, he's given him a nudge about his own pride. Uh, he's given him a nudge about the pride of the Chaldeans and how God will judge that. By the way, it's only by pride that comes contention. Um, if, if you're getting offended by what I'm preaching recently, um, your pride's offended. Uh, and, uh, and if you've got conflict with anybody, it's your pride, my pride, their pride, whatever, um, it's, it's pride. Uh, we've got to swallow it uh, and obey uh, the Word of God. And so Habakkuk, uh, kind of an obscure book, um, it's even hard to even say uh, and pronounce uh, the name there, uh, but um, I think when I preached this before, uh, it was kind of how Habakkuk got unstuck. Uh, how he was stuck in this place of despair and how God brought him out of it uh, to where he could say, I will rejoice. So he went from despair uh, to joy uh, in a circumstance that was very difficult. Uh, and the formula was the just shall live by faith all those many centuries ago. Uh, and it's the same formula for today. Um, and it's like, if you come to me and you say, Pastor, what are we going to do? Like, you got to have faith. I know. But, like, what are we supposed to do? You know, you got to read your Bible and pray. Like, all my answers are, you know, um, seem like they're canned. But, but what, is the, what, is, what else are we supposed to say? You're just supposed to live by faith. Uh, and, and you're, but you're supposed to live by faith when things are going great, and you live by faith when they're not. And you, you, you glorify God and give Him glory when your bank account's full and when it's empty. Uh, and, and that's just how we're supposed to be. And when we can't do that, 
when we can't, re- when we can't have joy or rejoice in difficult times, um, it should bother us. And, and, and really, if you think about it, um, how many times we got, it's almost like we keep having diff- some difficult things in our life, not all of them, but because we're stubborn and we don't, we don't learn to have joy despite our circumstances, I just happen to think God might give us more difficult circumstances. Um, so, so maybe we should just not be as stubborn and just decide, you know what? Um, hey, P- pastor, can you pray for me? Uh, and uh, uh, like, what is it? Um, I'm just rejoicing uh, that uh, I lost my job today. Well, let me rejoice with you, <laughs> uh, you know, and uh, pray for you, yes. You know, but, but, but you see, uh, we, we have to have that type of spirit. Um, and, and when we have that kind of spirit, uh, when the devil knows that he can't get you down, Maybe he'll just stop giving you a hard time. I don't know. Um, but Habakkuk went from a place where he was sad and in despair, uh, and he used the same spiritual disciplines that we can use today to get us out of there, and I hope that you see that. Let's all stand tonight uh, with our heads bowed and our eyes closed, and, uh, and, uh, and as God um, meshes uh, the message that Paul was giving to those first century Christians, uh, to uh, a, a quote of a man uh, in what he said uh, and uh, in his discussion with the Lord, uh, God answered him and said, just shall live by faith.